All right. Well, welcome everyone to Sabiendo y Comiendo. And today we've got a very special co-host. Uh, he is a friend of mine. And by the way, if we had music rights, this is where we would play that song that you're probably tired of hearing already. But we've got <laughs> we've got a very good friend of mine, Jesse. Jesse, you know the song that I'm talking about, right, Jesse? I do know the song. I've listened to the podcast before. No, no, the the Jesse's girl. You know when they when they intro oh, and they set okay, off yes, with saying, yes. oh, you know, I, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get Jesse's girl a lot. You know, and it follows me, and I think that was my curse from my parents. They're like, you know what? We're gonna give them this. <laughs> well, thank you, you for joining us today. Yeah, man. Let go ahead. Have it. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, we, we don't have the rights for it. We can't. We can't. That's right. This is. We are podcasting on a budget. Um, we uh, we have absolutely no rights to music. We have absolutely no rights to any sound effects either. Uh, <laughs> so we can't do. We really can't do much of anything here, dude. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll play my um my little keyboard that I have. That I got it's a ten dollar keyboard. You know, nice. ones you can you can buy. Yeah, I I um I think you know I really wanted one of those for Christmas one year, but instead I got the uh, I got like a flute harmonica thing. It wasn't it was not very cool. As long as it's not the recorder, we're good, right? That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the recorder. Three blind mice was uh was about the limit of what I could what I could play on that thing. It was um it was. It was all right. It was cool. But hey, Jesse, again, thank you for, for joining us. And, um, you know, I want to give the, the, our audience an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you. And, um, well, I'll tell you what, I'll let you take it away from here. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are. Tell us everything Jesse, I guess. Everything Jesse. Well, uh, let's start with my name, Jesse Wogokios. Uh, and Hispanic, of course, of origin. And all throughout school, it was always pronounced every way but the actual way. And so, like, I started off with, like, how do I get people to pronounce my name right so it's not embarrassing, right? So I, I always tell people, if you do Key and Rose, like, Americanizing it, you, you mm. get it. Like, you get it perfect. So um, Jesse Kiros, and uh, I met you, Irving, through our work, you know, what we do for work. And... Um, we had the same interest and it's kind of funny that you know you find someone who is just as engaging in some of the stuff that you do even in your work things, right and so one of my supervisors was like yeah i bought a 3d printer and you know irving has one and that's why i got one i was like oh cool <laughs> and so like that piqued my interest because like me i'm always about technology and trying the newest things not necessarily always have to have it but i, I want to try you know that's this nature of who i am and so i bought a 3d printer and i think i reached out to you I was like hey i got a 3d printer because so and so got one because you had one and that kind of led to us talking more and just engaging outside of work and you know really building that relationship um and to find out that you do just a lot more of just you know things that same nature where you're almost like I, I don't know if it's masculine to call it crafting, but that's <laughs> that's how I see it, right? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I do this, and I consider it crafting. Maybe that's not as cool now, but hey, I'm old enough that I don't really care anymore, that, if that's what it sounds like. Um, 
but that, that's always been my thing. Like, you know, I've always wanted to use the creative side of what creativity I do have. And um, it's like a, an escape or a getaway. So, you know, that's, you know, what I do. Um, we, we, when I say we, me and my wife, uh, we, we do the crafting things. So we do, you know, she, I bought her a cricket a few years ago and, and it kind of left from there, you know, it started out real small and it's like a monster. You're like, oh, what else can I do? What else can I explore? And, and we really took off with it and kind of going into more of a small business right now. And that side of things is what I love too. Like, I ran a, a, a computer repair business, cell phone repair business, uh, uh, I think in 2015. And I love the journey of it. Like, I knew nothing about it. Like, I knew nothing about, and maybe uh, the feds aren't listening. Like, I knew nothing about taxes and, and how to do all that. And like, I had to learn it, but it was such a, a reward to grab all that knowledge, right? And, and be like, oh, I can do this now, or I can do this. And then to take that and progress forward with it is what I've always loved to do. Because um, it's just the, the natural learning, you know, I love to continue learning and, and explore new things. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think by the end of the show, or maybe at the latest, by the end of the week, we need to come up with a with a tougher, manlier version of crafting. But to be honest with you, I don't care, man. Like, I, you know, <laughs> right. and the things that I do, like I say woodworking, I say, you know, crafting too. It's like, it's whatever, I, at this point, I don't care, right? Um, but you're, you're, you're right. So I think, um, you know, our, our, our mutual coworker, I, I, uh, I, I don't know, even know how we got onto the topic of it. We were just kind of chit-chatting a little bit. And, and I think during our introduction, I, I said, yeah, cause I actually had my 3d printer running in the background and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't that loud. So I think that's how I brought it up and just like, Hey, can you hear it? And he's like, no, you know, it's cool. And then he started asking me some questions and then he, you know, next thing I know he, but he went all out. He, he got this like very high end um like ai driven all right maybe not ai driven but it uh it was very fancy um and i'm like oh man it's really cool but i i find that that's one of the things that gets me involved into other hobbies or other other things right is like i'm scrolling through youtube because before like my first i think my actual first hobby thing that i that i got besides doing the woodworking was probably my my cnc machine and then I think we did the laser and then I got another CNC machine and then we did another laser and then the 3D printer. Um, but to your point, we started with the cricket too. my wife, you know, I bought my wife a cricket and she was doing some of that, some of that stuff. Um, but you, you've gone like you, are, are you the, Jesse, are you the type of person that goes all in? Like, you're like, Hey, I, I, I see this. I want it. I'm going to do it. That is exactly what I am. Like with any hobby that I pick up and I'm thankful that I'm in a place right now you know, life-wise, if something interests me, I'm going to go for it. And, like, I may not, like, always go full out, but generally that's what I do, right? I'm like, oh, new, and there's something new I can try. And to me, it's like new toys, you know, new sparkly toys I can play with. Um, and so, like, I did photography. I dabbled in it um, way back when. And I went out and bought a nice camera, and then I spent, like, a ton of money on a new lens. Like, the lens was probably, like, four times worth what the camera was. And and then, like, after a while, I'm like, ah, oh, this, this doesn't interest me. But, like, I – and it's not the right way to go about things, but I'm always, like, in order to get the best product, I have to have good tools, right? Um, but I've since learned that, like, learn and know what you're doing before you start to upgrade or, or jump out and buy the most expensive 
product for for that hobby. Like you know, photography was really fun to me. I got to be you know do creative things, and, and I think um, recently I posted because I, I'm now into like designing T-shirts as part of our our small business that we were doing, and I was always thought about this idea like taking lyrics of songs and putting them out there visually, like in some sort of content, right? And so like, I, I was like, lyrically visual is kind of what I thought. And so I recently did like a design for a t-shirt. I'm like, oh, I want to start this. And like, if I don't ever put it out there, I'm never going to do it. And so that's kind of where I started with this. I'm like, I'm going to put this idea out there and go with it. And whatever it becomes, like, that's what I'm going to do. But that's kind of in, in every hobby. I'm like, I'm going to put it out there that I want to try this and I'm going to do it, you know, like, it brings me some, some joy to be like, oh, I've at least done this. And like for a while, and I don't know if you would call it a hobby, but like I was into like mopeds, as funny as that sounds nowadays. Well, nowadays it's, it's popular. Yeah. I think yeah. a few years ago it wasn't. <laughs> like when I started, you're like, you're riding a moped? I'm like, yeah, this is fun, man. Like, people would be like, I see you in the street with the biggest grin on your face. I'm like, it's so fun. These things, like they're slow and they're kind of annoying sometimes because you're behind them, but I'm having a blast on it, right? <laughs> and so, like, I, I did that. Like, I, I jumped into, like, um, mopeds, and I knew nothing. And I probably still don't know much, but I knew nothing about, like, small engine motors. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn this, you know? And so I'd go buy all the tools that I needed. And I eventually um, started modifying them. I took a regular moped that would do 35 miles an hour, and I changed, you know, um, the, the mufflers and things on them. And it would do like 60 miles an hour. And being on a moped doing 60 miles an hour is scary. It yeah. probably shouldn't be. Like I'd pass a cop and I'd be like, oh, I better slow down. But I'm, my my thing was like, I'm on a moped. Like he doesn't suspect that I'm going any faster than 30 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> and, and if push comes to shove, if he starts to chase you, you can just pick it up, put it in your pocket and run. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, well, so I thought I was cool at one point. I tried to do a burnout. I'm like, it's a moped. It's small. It got away from me, and I ended up wrapping it in the back of my truck. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I hurt my ego more than anything, but it is what it is. Now it's funny to look back at it while. No, but that, but that's cool because I, I, and I think that's again one of the other things that you and I have talked about, right? That I, I think you've also mentioned you, you built or you've worked on ruckuses. Yeah. And for the longest time, I I really wanted like a mint green Vespa. And then I, I somehow, I think I was on Instagram or YouTube or something, and it took me to um, some ruckuses. And I'm like, those are some awesome builds that, that people are, are working on. And, and oh, yeah. you know, when you think about it, 60 miles per hour doesn't sound like very much. But when you're on a a vehicle that's, that's that small, it, it sure as heck feels like it. That small, not low. I mean, that, that's the other thing. They, yeah, they were low to the ground. <clears throat> that's that's uh that's awesome, man. Again, a little scary, but but pretty awesome. So, you know, one of the things that that you just mentioned is that you go into it, you know, kind of head first, and you know, you really look at things. Um, I, I guess the, the, that it brings you some sort of joy or makes you happy. Um, and that that's the the same thing that I kind of relate to as I'm as I'm doing it. Like I get into kind of my zone when I'm woodworking, right? Because I, I I've mentioned I've got two CNCs, but I actually added a third, uh, and I've given them all names. The first one, she's uh, she's she's going to be put out to pasture pretty soon. But the second one is Bertha, and the third one is Glenda. And uh, do you name them based on, on what? <laughs> 
There, there's, there's. My wife asked me the same thing, and I think she suspects that I've got a secret lover out there named Glenda. Um, but, um, but no, no. I just, uh, I, I, I think like I, I give them the name that that would imply that they're a big beefy uh, uh, machine or something. I don't know. Uh, it just, it just sounded kind of cool, so I figured I would go with it. But the, the, I don't think the I've third one. Any of my stuff. I mean, besides vehicle, I don't think I named any of my machines. Maybe uh, I should do that. You got to do it, man. It's it's like a right. You know, it's like when people buy a yacht and then they they give it a name and they smash the bottle. Like, don't smash a bottle of champagne next to it, but or do I guess you know it's your thing. I mean, um, is it like is it like plants where if you talk to it, you know they 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 say that they um, grow better, right? Oh, so if I oh, if sure. I name my machines, I'm gonna have less breakdown time. Right? Mm -hmm. You care? Oh, for it. sure. That's that's exactly what I do because I'm like, come on, Bertha, don't don't let me die. You can do it. You can do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it makes me it makes me happy. It makes me um, like I, I feel that sense of pride. You know, some people will give will give me guff because they're like, oh, a machine did it, but they don't understand. Like, I don't get a block of wood that's already done, right? I take a block of wood, like a a, a big old piece of wood, and then you know, cut it down and and uh, um, joint it and and um you know go through all the things of gluing putting it together things like that and then um you know designing the or coming up with the design um converting it into a code putting it into the machine and then so on etc and yeah you know it's funny you mentioned that, there, there's so many elements to to what you do like, like you know whether it's cnc um you know your 3d print and also to me one of the things that, that i like um because I, my 3D printer that I grabbed, uh, I've had two right now, and and they, you know, are not always work out of the box, right? You mm -hmm. know, they come sometimes, and, and there's settings, and there's things you got to do to tune them. That is the other part of that whole equation that I enjoy. Like, it's almost like a puzzle to me sometimes. Like, why isn't this working, <laughs> and how do I get it working? I mean, in, in the moment, I'm frustrated. I'm like, oh, you know, you're so mad about it, but when you get it fixed and or, or even tuned right, you're like, yes, like I did this, right? That's the other part of this whole like hobby thing that right. is cool because you you gain that, again, you gain that knowledge. Yeah, I think that, that you know, that's exactly one of the things that, that I find enjoyable is that troubleshooting piece, right? Because you're right, it doesn't, it, coming out of the box, like you've got to put it together. You've got to really understand the different components, how they all work together. And, and inevitably, you're going to get to a point where something doesn't go right. And you've got to go in, troubleshoot, maybe take things apart. And there have been times where I've literally spent hours trying to figure something out and then only to find out that it was probably the third thing that I checked. I just didn't really check it very thoroughly. <laughs> but it's a learning opportunity, I think. And it's something that your makes me feel really good about. Okay, cool. I figured it out at least, right? So what, you know, one of the things that, that I'll, I'll tell you that I struggle with personally is the, the, um, I guess the creative design piece. Like I don't, I don't necessarily consider myself to be that creative. Like I, I'll, you know, if I see something that someone has come up with, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I'll change some things about it. Right. Like, and, and, and kind of make it my own, but to come up with something from scratch is something that I really struggle with. What, what, like, tell me what your process is like when you're coming up with your, cause I gotta I tell you, man, you've got some way, great though. stuff. I, I'm almost the same way though. Like it, a lot of the stuff that, that I do, I see it. I'm like, Oh, I, I like that. How can I tweak it to make it my own? But really when it comes down to like me designing around and getting something like original, it's weird to, to say, but it comes from like 
when you're when when I'm and I, I don't want to say down, but when I'm like oh like I'm not feeling myself, and I like, I'll throw on headphones and I'll just set the computer and I'll start you know throwing ideas to myself or or um, trying to put something together. But it, it spending that time by myself and really like zoning in on, or zoning out, I guess, on everything else and just letting things flow. I, I think that's probably the easiest thing to me. And then my my wife, um, she kind of naturally has like that creativeness to her. So like I, I'm lucky enough that I can bounce things off her. Like, hey, what do you think about this? Or how does this look? You know, and I take her her criticism and, and her ideas and I'm like, and then I'll go back to the drawing board and like, okay, this is, you know, why I'm gonna do this or this. So like, I, I think everyone does that at first or, or even a majority of the time, you see something that sparks an idea for you and you're like, oh, I like that. So I always kind of felt bad sometimes because like I did um I did a merch by Amazon and like when I first got in, like I think one of the things you we were kind of told or one of the things you kind of went by is like go look at what's selling and change it up a bit to make it your own and then you put something out there like that, right? And everyone does it, I think, but for me now I'm looking at it as more as a reference point. Like oh, I see this idea or why does this appeal to me? And I try to put that in my own, my own work. Like, I, that's the biggest thing. And my wife tells me all the time, like we, she is actually going back to school for graphic design. Um, mm. So she officially has a title. Uh, but her stuff is like, she kind of starts from scratch every time. And me, I'm like, oh, I like this idea. And she's always telling me like, we have two different styles, which is, is really cool because, you know, um, we can go different routes of things and either we end up the same or we have, we have something that we can offer, you know, a, a customer in, in terms of like a design that they want something, you know, we really started like doing t-shirts lately. Um, again, I jumped into this. It was this whole like craft thing. It was her thing. And I'm like, Oh, I want to do this because it interests me. Um, like it, you can call it fashion. You can call it whatever you want. But, like, I'm like, I want to you know, put something out there that if someone's going to wear it, like they like it because I designed it. And that gives me a good feeling. Um, and so like, I would kind of bounce ideas. And she's like, yeah, like, this is what I think. So I take her, her feedback and, and I'm like, all right, I try to put that into what I do. But th that's where I get my my design from. Like, I'll, like I said, I will kind of look at other things, but really the ones that are real original, like it's, I, maybe I'm going through something that, that at that time, I'm like, oh, I need to sit down and I need to get this out. And that's where like, I think my best stuff comes from, to be honest with you. Mm. I love that. That's that's some good insight into the, the creative process or creative mind of Jesse. I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've made has been typically uh, by request, right? So I've had someone send, send me a design and, hey, can you make something like this for me? Um, and very, very... I think I've started to dabble dabble into that piece of of making things for me for myself, uh, and I think I mentioned one of the things that I made. I I, I don't know if I sent you a picture, but um, I I came up with uh, or I I found the South Park generator character generator, and I I made it create me basically, right? So I took that and then I I created it into a, a laser file and into an embroidery file, which by, by the way, embroidery is the other thing that I started to, to dabble in, but I haven't really spent much time on that just because uh, to be honest with you, and I think this is the next part is it scares me a little bit because although I really can't hurt myself, 
um, I, I guess that that fear of like, oh man, failure. And there's a, another one of our friends, uh, Doug. That's something that that him and I talk a little bit about too, because he started to try to do soap, make soap. And yeah. he's like, he's like, oh man, I'm just worried if I do this wrong or if I do that wrong. And I and I'm like, dude, you know, sometimes you just got to do it. And then I'm like, man, I got to take my own advice, right? Like, I, sometimes I just got to do it too, because otherwise I'll live in that. For for the longest time, I built that my second CNC machine, and it sat there because it was big, it was beefy, it was fast. The motors on it were huge. And I was like, man, if I if I program something incorrectly, I could really do some some damage, you know. So I just stayed away well, for it from the longest it, time, and then I eventually just did it. And it's funny you mentioned that you, to just do it. I think I take that same mindset sometimes, um, in, in the form of put it out there for like accountability, like oh, you know, I'm gonna do this, and I've done that in like different aspects of life. Like you know, um, last year, year maybe a year and a half ago. I have a group of friends, you know, we, we get together and we go and do um, 5Ks and stuff. And, and I, I'll be honest, I, I don't run them. I, it's like a walk, you know, a walk, jog. <laughs> but, <laughs> we, you know, we get out there and we do those things. But for one of our challenges, we mistakenly signed up. And I say that because, like, he's like, hey, we're going to do um, we're gonna do this challenge. You know, it's a, a winter challenge. You have all winter to do it. And he's like, it's like 125 miles. I was like, oh, that's nothing. You know, between all of us, we can get it. Well, it turned out it was 125 miles each, each person. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I was like, whoa, like it, it was like a huge shock. I'm like, that's so much. So like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put out there that I'm going to do a 10K. And, and I did like a jog walk because I, you know, I'd never done that much. But I'm like, I'm going to do a 10K every day for 10 days. And I, I want that same mindset, just do it. And I did it. I mean, it, that last day was a dreadful one. <laughs> like I was like, uh, cause it was on the treadmill um, because it was winter and it was super cold out. And so like every day I'm like, do I, I got to do this because, you know, I said I'm going to do it. And so I'm going to go with that same mindset and just do it. So it's awesome that you said, because I think a lot of people are like, there, there's so many things holding back that, you're like oh if i fail you know and you it's kind of cliche you hear those things like well you never win if you don't try type of deal but but it's so true you know at least you got out there and you tried if you fail and maybe you'll do it again and you'll be successful um but just doing it the initial get up and get you know get out and try is is the biggest hurdle anyone ever has to get over um and so like i have friends who are like oh let's you know i want to do this i'm like just try it like just do it or put it out there that you're going to do this on a certain date and, and hold yourself accountable to that and you'll be amazed at what you accomplish. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, a good viewpoint to, to have. Um, and it's something that I, I, you know, like I said, I struggled with sometimes and um, a lot of times it's that, that own self to your point, self accountability, self motivation to, to push ourselves and, and get out and, and do something more and something different. Um, so let me ask you, you know, you've been, how long have you been doing your, your, your um your business now so we've it's probably just been mainly this year like so it started the year um and it wasn't even i wasn't really involved until may myself like you know i got my wife the cricket machine and she did a little stuff here and there and then she she had that, that same mindset like she said i want to do the farmer's market like i want to set up a booth and she was nervous that of the, of the feedback she'd get for the stuff that she made. Was it good enough to sell or, you know, the people really want this? Um, 
and she she did it like she's like you know what? it was only like a, i think our, our farmer's market is like a ten dollar entry fee so it wasn't like um a huge loss but we we got to how to get the tank and we got the tables and things like that but i was so proud of her because she went out and she did it like she set up she sold a few things and that was like the bug for her she's like oh i want to keep on doing this and and then i'm like you know what i like to get into something like that so i threw myself in with like the t-shirt design because um to know me is to know that like i like and it's not necessarily always fast but it's like shoot like i think i have like over 60 some pairs um <laughs> shoes that i that i'll probably never wear and shoes that i wear once a year type deal um but like that was my thing i'm like i want to do something i want to create something you know maybe there's you know i don't have a, a shirt to go with my shoes and so that's where i'm like i almost kind of like can i can i do this and we we put it out the idea and then again like i'm always like oh i need to get this i need to get that i want you know everything for this hobby so i went out and i bought a sublimation printer um and it wasn't cheap and i was like oh you know but then i didn't fully research and so like i'm like i have limitations and and, and maybe that's where it's like i need the the, the biggest and best tool because there you know you don't have the limitations but i realized i had limitations like i, I could only do not only I, I could do poly uh polyester shirts that were 100 because that's what the sublimation is kind of made for and you're kind of restricted to light colors and there's some hacks out there that allow you to do you know dark colors i was like i felt constricted like i was like oh like i when i create something i have limits now and so after i think it was like a month like i'm like you know what i'm like i'm gonna go in a little bit more and i looked at dpf printing so direct to film printing which allows you a little more leeway. Like, yeah, I can print on like um, any color and uh, any material and things like that. Uh, and so I did that. I was like, you know, I went out and I bought a printer and that led to us kind of like, okay, this is a business now. And so it's always been, and again, you go back to that, that kind of cliche thing. Like for me, turning a hobby into a business, I got to make sure that I don't burn myself out. And yeah. so by doing that, like, it's like, I need to be able to continue to learn and then go from there. And so I'm like learning like what's selling and what size people are buying. And um, and I'm all about everyone come to the table and eat. There's enough room for everybody when it comes to business. Like, so if someone else is doing the same type of, of stuff, well, like let's bounce ideas off each other. Like there's enough out there that everyone can, can, can profit from or, or, or benefit from it at the same time it's a business right so like i want to learn how do i dominate this field and it isn't so much to take food off the table but like i want to do the best i can because i'm putting all my effort into it i'm i'm putting my time into it you know and, and uh it's super fun to learn that like what's selling and, and how do i get more sales and you know what can i do to provide better service type stuff and i so like right now i'm in the phase of, of this t-shirt where i'm learning like who around me is doing it? What are they doing? What different can I offer? Or what can I offer better um, in, in that sense to bring a, a better overall product? And getting into our farmer's market is, is really kind of cool because I think the first couple of times, you know, they, they vet you out. The people who, who are who are there, the, the OGs, <laughs> yeah. they, they, you kind of feel weird because you're coming into their space, their area. But then <laughs> as you go more, like as we attended more and really, you know, started talking to these people, they're so much, they're so helpful and they're so willing to share. Like 
um, I talked to a lady, we kind of did the same stuff and she said, yeah, you know, I would do this. Or, you know, if I didn't have the materials on hand, I would recommend this person. And likewise, if they didn't, if they couldn't take care of an order, like they would push it over to me. And it's really cool to see that in, in a world where people are almost really cutthroat in a small business sense, they're, they're so willing to help each other and to, you know, build those, those networking things um, where you can reach out to somebody or if you need something at the last second, you know, like, oh, I can come here and this person will take care of me. We're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, you know, for, for us, we, we haven't done a craft fair in a little while, um, but we, we started, I think, maybe two years ago, and it was, um, you know, it, it was it was a little daunting at first. There was a lot of people that were there, um, and to your point, there were a lot of people that this was their business, right? Like, like they travel from city to city doing fair to fair, and this is their, their, their income. This is like, they're, they're like just really into it, and I was at first a little like, oh man, like that, like this is a little, little scary. Um, and I think the first day we were like, you know, if it doesn't go well, I don't think we should come back the second day. And we told the, the person next to us, like, Hey, if we're not here tomorrow, you know, you're welcome to our spot. And she's like, no, 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 you should come back. It's going to be awesome. And, and, you know, lo and behold, the first day went really, really well. We were like, Oh, cool. So then we just kept on coming back. Right. So, um, yeah, I think part of that though, like part of that, that daunting is like to, for, for us, is like, are people going to like what we, we put yeah. out there, you know, to be judged almost it's, that's a tough hurdle to get over in some cases because you're like, I love it, but do why, why don't you love it? it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you said it too, like when you, you learn that stuff, one of the things that I find myself doing is making stuff for myself. And I'm like, I got to stop. You know, I'm never going to be profitable if I'm, if I'm printing t-shirts or if I'm 3D printing stuff only for me <laughs> in a business sense, you know, like I bought a pair of Shrek Crocs and I'm like, I don't have a shirt to go with this. So I quickly came up with a design <laughs> and printed it on a t-shirt and I was like, you're only going to wear that when you wear those, those Crocs, right? I'm like, yeah, but I have it. <laughs> she's like, you can't keep doing that. She'll, she'd come home and I'd have a shirt that made no sense. It was an inside joke, you know, between me and a friend. She's like, really? I'm like, eh. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are, are almost just as fun. And I think it's also an opportunity for, for you to say like, look, I can make custom things, you know, to your point for something that's an inside joke for someone or something that, that, you know, if it's a, a, a one-off celebration or something like that, like I can make something on a whim for you if you come up with an idea. Yeah, we did that recently. We kind of, I don't want to say what viral, but so within our, our community here, there is a, a a Facebook group where people are, are supposed to go and like, hey, what's going on here? Or does anyone, you know, just general ideas about our town. And it always turns into like, it goes left field every time. Like someone's like, hey, you know, what's what's getting put in by uh, by Menards? And it can be anything from a zoo to a new um, steakhouse. And it's never that, but it, it always goes left field. And so we had a friend who, like, oh, we should do t-shirts, you know, with these sayings and quotes that people put on this forum. And so Amy designed, uh, did a design for it. And, you know, it has the, the Facebook group name and then all the, the different sayings that people say, you know, we, we have a bunch of different ones right now that we put on t-shirts and people are like, oh, I want this shirt. So we started printing these t-shirts and I think we, we're getting a couple orders a day, easy. 
Um, and so, you know, we're putting them on sweaters now because it's getting colder, but it, it, you know, it's funny that you can quickly do something like that and it brings joy to people because some people just think it's completely hilarious, you know, to grab something custom like that, that you know, you're not going to see in a store and, you know, just means something right now to our community. Um, and what we did is we, since it wasn't our, our idea to start with, when we first put them out there, we donated that money to um, our friends. Uh, cause like the MCSA is a uh, a local group around here for uh, like domestic abuse, and so we donated to that cause in our first round of sales to that, um, just to you know kind of like hey we see the idea we know it's not ours but we love it and we want to you know, want to put it out there and so uh, you know we, we we did that and then right now we're doing uh, t-shirts but I think that's also a big thing too when you're kind of a small business you know for our community I think our our population is. 20 higher 20,000 so we're not a huge like town or anything by all means um so we have that small town feel and so you know to bring that into what we're doing business-wise i think it's great to be able to give back when we can yeah that's awesome awesome so so jesse one of the things that we've and, and if you don't want to play this game i completely understand but one of the things that we've done on the show before is with vicente and his his habitual eating um, we did the math and determined that he was spending X amount of money per uh, per week on on tamales, I think, at the time. And by the way, my my brother in law, who hopefully will listen to this, he he course corrected me the other day because I was saying that the singular of of tamales is is tamale, and he said no, it's tamal. Um, so that was his his contribution to the show. Whatever uh, it is, it, they're great. That's right, absolutely, <laughs> but. But we're we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Instead of saying how much money do you do you spend on takeout, I'm gonna ask roundabout area. And if you don't want to play, that's okay. Roundabout area, how much do you think you've spent on hobbies this year? <laughs> Just this year alone. Oh my! So my last purchase, and how do I word this? My <laughs> last purchase was probably a small car. Oh and Jesus! So, that that is i i think that's also like my like my my thing was like okay i i did this i went all out let's start recouping some of that right that's true <laughs> so, but, but I, I do that like it's it, i don't know if it you know as i get older i, I kind of get away from that i need to have the latest and greatest um i have my my apple watch it's like a series five so it's like three or four generations that's like the longest thing i've held but um when it comes to hobbies and stuff like that like I, like I said, I tend to go like all in. And so it's really easy for me to spend a ton of money. But then at the same time, I also kind of make sure that if I wanted to pull out and not do it anymore, is there a resale value to that? Can I get out of the, out of what I'm doing and still be like, okay, well, I only spent X amount of dollars. So like, I could see that as a, a good investment for my time. Like I, I had fun with it. Um, I think I did that with the photography. Like when I, I spent the money on the lens, like I knew that if when I got out, like I could sell that lens back and be like, okay, I made my, I made a little bit more. I didn't lose a lot of money type deal. Um, mm. And I'm thankful that to be in a position where I can explore hobbies like that. Now, like I don't go in and go like buy a boat because I, I want to learn like skiing or something, but like I, I bought a 3D printer. Um, it was the under five plus and I got it because I had like the biggest bed you could print on uh, for, for my needs. And then came to realize like, well, I guess I don't need, like I'm not putting a full face mask every day. 
right? Uh, I'm not doing this every day. And I was actually gifted uh, an under five pro from uh, our friend who he went about, he, he got that new AI, AI printer. He's like, hey, I'm not using this anymore. Do you want it? I was like, yeah. And so like, I kind of use that as like a, um, a second printer to learn some other things. And while one printer was going you know, and try to get a print form going, um, I still have my printers. Um, I don't use them as often anymore, but like it, it was fun to, to, to explore those options and, and see what I can get into. But I have that bad habit. Like, it's, and it's probably, I'm, I'm hoping it's not just me, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get either the biggest and best because again, like I talked before, I, I don't want to feel like I'm limited to, to any right. sort of creativity. Um, but if you ask me how much I spent on shoes, my wife might listen to this. So I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> but by the way, we also found out that you and I have the same, although I'm sure in the mix of like 80 shoes that you have, uh, we might have the same shoe, but I, I, we, we both have the Aldi shoe. Yes, um, and so I thought it was funny. cool, man. I I I love the thing. It's comfortable. It's I like it. Yeah, um, I'm at the point now where friends tag me in things because my whole thing is like the the crazier the shoe, the more I want it, right? And so like you've seen, I'm sure everyone's heard like the big red boot, um, yeah, that came out. Like I was like, oh my god, I, that's so obnoxious. I have to have it. <laughs> like, like it, and it, it really is it's so funny like I've, I've worn them a couple times um we did a craft fair called uh, viva Moscatine and i wore those almost as like a marketing deal like people are like oh you know they come talk about the boots and then i'm like yeah come to our our, our booth here let's talk about our boots but let's, let me try to sell you something <laughs> um but yeah it's, so for me like you know going back to what you asked like when how much you spend on hobbies i i, I want to make sure that like sometimes monetary value isn't isn't tied to for me like what it brings me joy it's like if i'm gonna spend a little bit like and i'm gonna get some joy out of it i'm gonna get you know a, a good time i'm gonna probably do it because like i've been focusing on my mental health and i think that that's very important so, like you have to do things that make you happy and we're you know it, it took me a long time to learn that and so like for me the, the whole crafting or whatever manly word we come up with that's worth that like I, I think that's the biggest thing it brings me some sort of accomplishment um and, and goes from there so i don't want to say that like i want to spend whatever but like to make me happy i want to spend a little bit of money like um and then i get to you know go further with it like right now this whole like business that we're we're going with like um I'm doing it with my wife and it's super cool. Like sometimes we will come down to our, our room crafting down here, which we completely converted our family room. And now like I got printers in the corner and we got a huge crafting table and I got computers running, but we got to do it together. Right. And when I ran a, the cell phone business, cell phone repair business, she fully supported me in it. Like I would talk about all the time, like, Oh, I, I can do this. I can do that. I, I want to do this. And, like she fully supported everything. She would listen to me ramble and wake up in the middle of the night and write down ideas, right? But I, it wasn't her her thing. And like I, we found this common ground where where like she likes to craft and she gets out her creativity. And like oh, I'm like I like to do that too. So like it's super cool that we can do that together. 
you know, and, and, and enjoy it. Like, then it, it's profitable too. <laughs> like, you know, um, money isn't always the biggest thing uh, when it comes to what we're doing, like in this business, like that we're starting. Um, and I think that a lot of people, when they, they go with something, like they're like, oh, I can do this. That's maybe where the burnout comes from. Like, you're like, I'm going to turn this into a job. And then you're like, good, I can make money from this, right? And you start doing it and you're like, oh, this is becoming dreadful now because it's, it is like a job. And so like, it, there's a fine line you got to keep um, when you do when you start out like a hobby and you want to go a little bit more with it. Uh, is to make sure that you know, you're not overloading yourself or giving yourself that burnout because I think maybe that's what you know that I think about it going back to like the 3D printing or even like the, the photography that's kind of what what did it for me is like oh I, I want to turn this into more of a job or and I would just try to put myself out there and it just wasn't working and, and, and then it kind of felt like a job and and you know I don't want that feeling I didn't want that feeling so we're playing this a little bit cooler as we kind of progress with things and making sure that we're like not all over with it we kind of have a, a, an end game or end goal uh for what we want to be yeah i love that and and from a i mean from a mental health perspective i think there's something to be said there for um for doing it for that reason right and and it is going to sound cliche right but in the world right now there's a lot of stuff that's going on and and sometimes we need to have that um that piece that gives us that mental break, right? I've got young kids who are always running around doing stuff for them. I've got, you know, we, I work full time ahead of the household. And so I'm always doing something. Um, but it's nice to be able to step away from all that and do something um, fun and, you know, really look at the, I, I've got this cutting board that I just finished up recently that uh, it's, it's a, it's a simple cutting board, but looking at it, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. Like I, I, I feel a sense of pride and accomplishment and, um, I, you know, looking at it and just, I'm like, I feel proud, you know, I'm like, I, I, I made that, I did that, you know, my, my yeah. own two hands made that. Do, uh, so, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, your kids, do you include them in, in your crafting hobbies and stuff like that? Um, you know, I, I have tried, but I think maybe they're a little bit at the point where, um, where they don't necessarily find interest in that. I, I bought my daughters a, um, uh, crocheting kit uh, thing and I'm just like hey just just try doing it and they got a little frustrated with it because it's like it doesn't look like it's supposed to um, <laughs> and maybe the lesson there was hey it's maybe not supposed to look the way that it's supposed to but um, yeah, and I like I, I asked because my, my daughter like saw that you know we go to the farmer's market and she kind of she browse around and, and she wanted to start doing like bracelets and um, like okay you know like she was I'm like bracelets and I can sell them for X amount of dollars and and to me I'm like my heart melted because I'm like she has an entrepreneurial spirit you know what I mean like she wants to do this because she has this idea in her head and she can sell it and so we, we let her like we went and bought her like a full kit and, and does you know our co-worker he actually bought her a kit too and <laughs> it was really nice for him um so that she had less you know she spent less around money and she can make a little bit more um but it is super cool to see like her interest too in it. And and my other two, like they, they don't care for it. But I've always found it interesting. Like and I wanna expose her to like the idea of like you don't have to be so mainstream. Like if you wanna do something, go out and do it. So she was doing bracelets for a while and those weren't selling. So we're like, Hey, what other things can we do? And we noticed that for our, our craft fair there's a lot of kids and so 
we came up with the idea of her doing temporary tattoos. And uh, so she we would go through, she'd look at some designs and um, we would print them out and then she would do the work of, you know, layering everything so that uh, you could print out the tattoo and we could like sell them where she would put them on somebody or they could take them, take them home and put them on themselves. Um, but it was really cool to share that experience with her and have her gain some of that like knowledge. Like, you know, I, I, I always value education for my children, but also at the same time, like if going to college is what's going to work for you because you want to go do something that's to maybe to me it's off the wall but like to you makes sense like i want to support you in that aspect um and so i my youngest like she's very she's very creative with everything too i mean so she takes after my wife and and they you know we'll come down here sometimes she'll spend the hour down here with us too and and she'll be doing her thing and kind of all get everything together that's awesome So uh, I don't think I've ever asked you this, uh, Jesse. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. Um, my oldest is in college. She's a freshman in college. Uh, my middle child, Xavier, he is in eighth grade. Um, so next year is the, the big high school year for him. Uh, and he, you know, we tried to do sports with him, and, and he he did soccer, um, but then it turned out that like, that wasn't for him. And he's really into music now. Like he. He has um, like it's not a very expensive keyboard, but it's so cool to hear him just come downstairs and like practice and play. And he really picks up like he can read music, but like he also goes to YouTube and hears a song, like learns it, like you know, just from sound. Like and he'll come up, he'll play it, and to hear him like I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like I wish I could do that. Like I always want to learn how to play guitar so I can come stand with my wife, right? Like. We have the guitar and like, hey, I'll play you the song, but I can't. I, I, I can't. That's just not. <laughs> but he like picks up on that. And then my youngest, um, she's ten and she's in fifth grade, and, and she's she's my my entrepreneur. Like she will try to, to sell you things and she'll make things. And you know when we go to these craft fairs and she sets up like typical kids, buff and she's gone. She leaves her stand and goes buy stuff, and then she'll come back with a little more. She leaves her stand and goes buy things. I'm like, you're never gonna make money this way. <laughs> Constantly spinning. It. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I like I mentioned before, I've got five. My oldest is 17. My next one is uh, 15, and then I've got twin girls that are 13, and my youngest is six. Um, and it's funny that they're you know all very different personalities um, from from each other, and they're all very unique um my second oldest is the he's into music i I bought a guitar a very very long time ago with the intent of doing the same thing as you said is serenading my wife who was my girlfriend at the time and 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 then i never played it Um, so it sat in my closet for the longest time and then he took up uh guitar in high school and and needed a guitar so i gave him the guitar and and all of a sudden he's strumming away. And I remember one day I'm like listening to me, you know, listening to, to music playing from his room. And I thought he was listening to something. So I went in there to go peek in and he's strumming away. I'm like, Oh my God, like he, he did this. This is awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's so, funny. I, uh, real quick. You said my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I saw a video on Facebook and the husband kept referring to his wife as the baby mama. And she's like, stop calling me your baby's mom. I'm your wife. And he's like, yeah, but you're also my baby's mom. <laughs> and, and then he, she's like, and stop calling me your ex-girlfriend. I'm your wife. He's like, 
you are Mexican. <laughs> so when you said that, it, it kind of made me laugh a little bit because I'm like, that's funny. So I'm, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to start calling you my ex-girlfriend. She's like, you better not. <laughs> All right. I'm so, like, I'm not lying. <laughs> um, so kind of an embarrassing thing. One time I did introduce my wife as my, or I was talking to someone and I said to my ex-wife and, and the person was like, oh, I didn't know you were, you were divorced. And I'm like, uh, I'm not. <laughs> I have no idea why I said that. <laughs> Like absolutely no idea why I said it, how it came up about, but it was, it was a very, very awkward thirty seconds afterwards. And he's like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> I must sleep on the couch. <laughs> and I think, I think, like every once in a while, I should send him a message, like, "Hey, still happily married," <laughs> just, just to make sure that he's, he knows, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, let's move on to to the next topic here and and one of the things that that Vicente and I enjoy talking which by the way Vicente is uh he, he would have loved to have made it but he's uh he's feeling a little under the weather I've got theories I I'm like there he, he's a world traveler he's a secret spy there's things that are going on in the background I, I think um <laughs> but maybe they're all made just made up but maybe they're all real so um, but one of the things that we said that I enjoy talking about is food, uh, obviously, right? Like we're, we're, we're both, uh, big foodies and over the last, oh, I don't know, for the last couple of months, I've been traveling a lot for work. And so I've had the pleasure of, you know, when I, I've been to Georgia a couple of times this year, uh, Florida. And so I, I, have started to kind of look up the Mexican restaurants that are around me. There was one day where I legit had lunch or breakfast or uh, lunch at a Mexican place dinner at a Mexican place and the next day had lunch and then I think again dinner at a at, at all you know four different Mexican places um and I'm like this is this is like my childhood you know dream or not really childhood <laughs> dream but childhood nightmare maybe a little bit because when I was a kid I was like ah Mexican food again um yeah so so what is your favorite um you can say Mexican any meal whatsoever what's your favorite meal what's your go-to meal oh go-to meal um I'm a big meat eater, so like steak is, is what I like. But and it's funny because like I don't, I can't taste the difference in like different cuts and stuff. And some people are get really granular with that. I'm like I just I like it. But um, we started doing a thing where we try something different every week, right? And it's like to get out of that, that normal. Like we always eat this, or we always have such and such. Um, so like I do most of the cooking in the house. Um, and partly because, again, it's that like creativity thing. Like, what am I going to do, and, and how am I going to make this, and and how am I going to make it so the kids like it? Because my kids, like, they may like one meal one week and they rave over it, and we try to have it again and the next time. They're like, no, I don't want it. I don't like it. <laughs> like, what you made it fine the first time. Um, but like, I'm I'm pretty simple. Like, I I do like you know like eat your steak, but my my, my go tos have always been something with like shrimp in it. And, and it's funny that I mentioned that because like I, I like the shrimp and I like um, uh, crab legs. Uh, me and Doug went on for work. We went to I think it was Maine, and I had some crab legs there. And, and I'm not gonna say how much I spent on them um, because it was a bunch, but they were worth every <laughs> cent. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I'm allergic. Oh, okay. And so like, yeah. And they, my my friends and family, are like, why do you do that to yourself? I'm like, because it's so good. Um, you know, I crab legs. I when I eat them, like I'll swell up. Like my hands will start swelling, uh, but I can kind of tell like the grade of a quality they are based on how I swell up. 
Like if I don't swallow up much, they're really good. But if I swallow up, these probably probably came from the river and not the ocean. <laughs> and so, you know, like we, um, uh, you know, when it got, one time it got really bad, it was uh, kind of a guy's night. We went out with some friends like, hey, let's go to the casino. They have all these crabs. And I knew, I'm like, I knew I was going to do something bad to myself. But I did it anyways. Like no self-control, right? I'm like, they're good. So we went and we had a great time. We went to the casino. I had, we had the unlimited crab legs, you know, and, and then we went out to a few bars and, and I'm the driver. And so we get to the first bar and I'm like, I'm kind of feeling weird. Like I'm getting itchy. I'm like, oh, I'm like I had crab legs, what not? You know, I, it's going to happen. By the time I left that first bar, my hands were swelling up. I could feel like me just like getting like, I don't know, like my, my, I don't want to say my tongue was swelling, but I could feel things. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is serious. I ended up cutting the night short. They're like, why would you do that to yourself? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> so, so what were the circumstances when you found out that you were allergic to, uh, to, uh, shellfish? Oh, uh, it's just really that. Like, it's like my hands would swell up. I get really itchy and like, it happened a few times. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, you know what? Like maybe this is something like this. Maybe I am allergic to it. Let me have it again and try it and see if it happens one more time. And sure enough, it did like in every time since. But again, like I said, I can tell the grade of, of, of shellfish it is because like if, if I can eat it and I only swallow up a little bit, I'm good. It was really good. But if I swallow up really bad, like I probably shouldn't have had that or that wasn't the best quality. That's um, um that, that's or, that's a little scary. <laughs> right? And that's what everyone says, like, why do you do that to you? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, I can't control it. It's, just, it's a bad habit. <laughs> oh, Here lies Jesse so, because he had crab legs. So what what do you have to take for it to to like alleviate it? Um, I so I don't eat a ton of it. Like when I do, like I don't overindulge. So like I, you know, your typical like Benadryl type stuff. Um, it doesn't get to bad where I actually have to go like to a, a hospital or anything. You know, I I've learned now like that's what I'm allergic to. So like I'll have it in moderation, um, and it it. Playing with them, I think you know I, I probably shouldn't be doing that, but they have a medication for it, so like why not, right? <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's uh, I mean that that's 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 interesting. That's funny. I I just as a kid, I never really liked seafood in general, um, <laughs> but, but I, this is like I do silly things sometimes, but. We were at a at a work function once, and they sa- served us like a lobster tail with steak. And um, one of the guys was was passing his like he he didn't eat seafood, so he goes, "Hey, do you want my my lobster tail?" And I said, "Well, I'm definitely allergic, but yellow." And so I took it off my plate, <laughs> and he and he, the look on his face, he's like, "No, Irving, no." <laughs> I'm like, That's "No, so I'm sorry, funny. I'm just kidding." Uh, he's like, "Oh, okay." It, it's funny that you mentioned that you've been traveling and trying, you know, you've had a bunch of Mexican food, like. I think my rule when we travel is like, I'm not going to eat anything that I can have back home. Um, and it's so fun to play that game because you you open yourself up to like, a, a, you know, your palate is a lot more on trying different things. And, and like my wife, I love her to death, but we could be, we could go to like a 10-star a restaurant, you know, that doesn't exist yet, but she'll get chicken nuggets and fries. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm like, we're here. Let's try something that we haven't tried or let's get, she loves pizza. Like she's like, you know, maybe we'll try a, a different type of pizza joint, but like 
I'm like, we're not going to go to Domino's. We're not going <laughs> you know, to, we're not going to do that, you know, because I, I think it's very important to experience different things, um, you know, food wise, it just, it opens you up to a lot more, you know, uh, I'll try any, I mean, within, I guess within reason, I'll try anything, but I'm like, I was looking for something new. Um, and even within, within our, our, you know, the Hispanic food, you know, typically you hear tacos, right? Tacos, burritos, um, but like I've kind of gone out like in, in we go to a restaurant, you know, some of the restaurants and we always have the same thing because we know that's what we like. And so I'm like, oh, my wife had came home one time. She have you ever tried sopa? The sopa. I was like, no. She's like, it's so good. It's like a you know like a, a gordita almost like, and the toppings are on the top of it. And she's like, it was like I've never heard of it. I've tried it. And she like, I had it for lunch. And it was great. And so the next time we had, you know made an order, I was like, let's try that. And it was so good. But it's funny because like. I find myself like when it comes to to Mexican food, I've always you know I stick to like your your main meals, you know your tacos, you know burritos and you know, tostadas and stuff like that. So I never really ventured out of that, even even with that type of food as I do with other food. I'm like, oh, I need to, you know if it's back home, we're not gonna have it. I'm gonna try something different. So like I I've challenged myself in that aspect of things too, and 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 found that I've enjoyed way more than I ever thought I would. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's it's twofold. It's a little bit of that comfort piece. I, you know, I've been away from from uh, my parents since I was in my early twenties, and you know, although I, I still go back and visit them, and as a matter of fact, they were just here last week, and and I ate like a king. Um, I think there was a lot of times when I was a kid that I was like, oh, I don't want to eat this because it, it's the same thing over and over again. So it's a little bit of that nostalgia. And yeah. I think the next part is that it's interesting because you know, there's a lot like there's different dialects, there's different places that are different cities or states or whatever people that prepare the same thing differently. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that interests me is the uniqueness of that meal, right? You can go one place and you can get a gordita made this way and you can go somewhere else and they'll do it a little bit differently. And so I, I think for me, that's one of those things that I'm like, I, I enjoy being able to, um, to taste the, the difference in the sameness, if that makes sense. Yeah, so you mentioned nostalgia, right? And I think, like, as I as I pick up on cooking and things, um, for me, one of the nostalgic things is menudo. And yeah. I'm not sure if you like menudo or not, or, you know, it's kind of a hit or miss for a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was always, like, when we had parties and things like that, like, the adults would drink, and, and, and now as I'm older, like, you know, I partake in that sometimes too, but... My grandma would make menudo like the next day, you know, hey, this is soup, you know, I know how everyone's feeling, come over and eat it. And I always remember that, I'm like, oh, it's so cool. And, and my grandma, she's getting older. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I wanna learn how to do that. So I, I didn't really go to her and say, hey, teach me how to make it because I didn't wanna be like, step on her toes type deal. So like, I looked up different recipes online, how different people made it. And like I went all out, like I, I mean, I made the sauce, from, everything was from scratch. Um, I'm like, I'm so proud. I'm like, Grandma, like, look, I'm like, I made menudo. I'm like, come try it. Let me know what you think about it. You know, I want, I want your blessing on this. You know, um, and so she had had came over. I'm like, you, have, I'm so nervous. We gotta try. It. I'm like, look, I, I, I made the, the the sauce and everything, and I, you know, I did it all from scratch. She's like, what? I'm like, she's like, I didn't store by this, or I store about that, and I felt like I'm like. My childhood was a lie. <laughs> my grandma lied to us. I'm oh, no. making everything from scratch, you know, all the chiles and, and boiling them up and everything. And, and and I was so proud of it. And then to come to find out that she's like, yeah, I store about this stuff. Or I store about, I'm like, 
I'm like, you did not, but it was so funny. I mean, um, <laughs> so now like, I make it like, and uh, no one in my family eats it. My mother-in-law does. And so I know when I make, a, you know, I make, I don't make a ton of it anymore, but I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this come over. And, and we kind of bond over that too. Like we make the soups and whatnot. And um, so it's, it's always, it's cool to take, take some of that stuff. Like you said, you know, when we were kids and, and how that relates to where we are now. Um, Cause I always remember like when we were all in, and I remember like, my my auntie would make um uh, tacos and and they were they weren't any like and i'm not trying to be mean but they weren't any like special or great but like that was her thing and like that's how i remember her like so whenever i i uh, hear tacos i'm like oh this is like my base for how they should be right and then, and then that that memory come back also that's awesome no i, I i'm sorry man i i laughed uh laughed pretty hard at that uh the the Manula thing because I yeah, um, no I'm I was shocked yeah. like it it was a shock for me I was like I'm like I'm here so because I'm like man this is a lot of work you know like grandma did a bunch of stuff to take care of us and and not that she didn't but man to hear that she store bought that I'm like is Santa real <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly that's so it's funny because that's what was going through my mind right like you're like my whole life has been a lie. Is Jesse even my real name? Is Santa <laughs> right. real? The whole thing. <laughs> Are you really my parents? Oh, oh yeah. man, that's awesome. So you know, as we start to to wrap up here, there's a there's a couple of other things that um um that I wanted to ask you before we we go. So you you know you said your your um you said what you know one of the meals that you enjoyed enjoyed eating. What about as a kid? What was your go to meal? Because you mentioned before too that that your kids sometimes like my 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 youngest will do that still like he'll he'll ask for chicken tenders when we go to a Mexican restaurant I'm like come on dude um, but then I'm like well that's what he likes you know so it's funny for me like it was really simple it was like ramen noodles like I couldn't get enough of those like um there's they're obviously they're cheap one and we when we grew up we my my father left I think when we were like in us third grade and so that kind of changed our whole dynamic and like we didn't have a ton of money but like i enjoyed ramen and the good thing because they were cheap right and so like i'm like oh i love these things and come to find out they're not the greatest for you i always thought i'm like oh my god these are the best things in the world but it was simple things like that because my mother always worked um and, and i respect her for everything she did you know and, and i still do she you know there'd be times where it would be me and my sister and we were old enough to be home um, but it was like you kind of had to figure out what you're going to do for yourself. And so at a young age, like we were, you know, we were doing the eggs. She, it was a cool thing to, for her to let us use the stove. Like, oh, yeah, you can make eggs. You know, I'm going to teach you how. And and so it was that simple stuff that was always like my go-to. You know, we got we did the, the the takeout and stuff, but like I always enjoyed like just really simple ramen noodles. Or I can remember as a kid, and I, I got in trouble for it, but I made uh, fruit loop or fruit loop sandwiches. They're like, why would you waste them? I'm like, it was good, you know. Fruit, I like Fruit Loops. I like sandwiches. I put them together. <laughs> That's funny. I I think you know it's funny because ramen thing too was was a was a staple for for our our household at times too. And and um, one of the things that my like by we would do is just kind of like. We would spruce it up a little bit, right? So you chop up some yeah. onions, you throw like an egg in there, some chicken and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but when, I right, man, like... there, when I put an egg in there, Irving, 
I was eating with my pinky in the air. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, pinky's out. I like it. I like it. But yeah, for for us too, that was uh that was a, a common thing, man. So ain't no shame in my ramen game. Oh, make that a shirt. Um <laughs> so, so I gotta jot that down. What what um one of the things that you mentioned, I just want to touch on this, is that you, you mentioned that um, you wanted to put lyrics into um, uh, a design or something like that. So, what, what was one of the lyrics that you that that kind of made you that prompted you to do that? That made you think like, oh, I really want to try this. Um, I don't know if it was specifically like lyric, like oh, I, I want to try. But it was just one of those times where I'm like, you know, like it, it was the idea of wanting to, people to understand like the different genres I listen to like and what triggered that and to see it in a different light so like you know I listen to all kinds of music like and, and I mean I can go from like hardcore rap to country right and people like not I mean people are always open to different but some people are like I hate this or I don't like this. and so the idea behind that was like how do you show somebody a different side of, of music that you know like like a lot of the lyrics are like for like rap, like they're, they're I get it, but in between some of that, like there is a there's something to be said about the the what these people go through, like what what an artist goes through, right? And so like I think it's unfair sometimes to to, to judge their work on on a base level, like it, you know they may say something and you hear you know because of the way the 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 music is made you don't see that or hear that so like i'm like how do you take something like that and show someone that there's a different side to to music mm-hmm. um, or a different side to what these people are trying to get out um you know i, I think one lyric that i heard it, it, it's gonna sound funny but it's like the money flows like a slit wrist no bandages and i was like that's so weird like like i he's he's not talking about harm himself but he's talking about like he is he's getting money and it's coming out quick you know and, and, and it's you know it's not gonna stop or it's, it's just you know however it may be and i was like what if you took that, that image and and not to be graphic but like in some form show it coming out of of, of an arm or something and instead of blood it was it was money like you know and like or, or take you know a, a different lyric but show it in a different sense that isn't necessarily in that context as i said to give someone a, a different perspective of it and maybe you open them up to something different um because you know we, we share all these experiences and sometimes we're so so clouded in what we believe that you know you don't see something that, that i may see or i may not see the way that you see it um and and i think you touched on a little bit like the world right now is so you know, there's so many bad things going on that, that even a little bit of good in, in any way you put it is, is beneficial. Like it's going to help someone journey. Um, and it goes back to the whole mental health thing. Like, you know, I, what I do, like, so there's some things that I do as well. Like, and I kind of get on top of a little bit, but like uh, the whole pay it forward thing, like I, like I do it regularly um, and I do it with my children. Like if we go like to like Dairy Queen, I'm probably notorious there for doing it. Like I'll pay for the people behind me, and like the kids are like, "Oh, why'd you do that?" I'm like, "You know, like it's like I'm not doing it for any recognition. I don't want them to say, oh, thank you.' Like 
I want them to have that good day. Like I want them to be, oh, someone did something nice for me. Like I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, you know, you don't know what you can change in somebody by doing a good deed like that. I'm like, you know, and I'm not faulting like the YouTubers or the influencers who do like they go out, they help people, and I record it. Like I, you're helping someone, but like when when I do it for the kids, like I I, I want to show them like, hey, doing good things doesn't only benefit like you know you're gonna make someone's day and like you don't know what they're going through and maybe mm. that that ice cream that you bought them has saved them from going over the edge in any form you know or maybe that meal that you bought them has saved them from going over the edge you know so uh, you know when i do some of that stuff you know like i think that's where it comes from is like showing a different perspective of, of what's out there so that you know we're not all one-minded in one, one way uh, there's enough hate in the world right now that, that any good thing you do is just beneficial. That's awesome, and that's beautiful. So before we uh, we wrap up, two things. Um, one, I need to figure out which Dairy Queen you go to so I can get directly behind you and bring all the kids with me, and and um, <laughs> you can pay for our order. Um, one time, one time it backfired. I, I will be honest. Like I got like maybe five dollars worth, and they got like thirty dollars worth. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It was a minivan, so I should have known. Oh yeah, they should. Yeah, they should have been. The, they're getting a birthday cake and stuff. Oh <laughs> man. Um, and then the second thing that that I want to talk about uh, is politics. Who did you vote for? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's funny though that you know politics is another thing you know that I I don't know. Like I I I'm not that I, that I don't share, but um again like it's one of those things where it's a touchy topic sometimes but you gotta understand where everyone's coming from and and like it isn't the same so uh but i voted for kanye west in case you oh easy easy (laughs) oh man all right well hey listen i've um i've had a great time hopefully you have as well and um I, i really appreciate you taking time out of your day and crafting and and whatnot to to uh, let the listeners of Sabiendo Encomienda, which is you, my mom, and um, Vicente's uncle in, in Mexico. Um, <laughs> hey, you're um, growing. You're growing. I, hey, yeah. I, I was right. listening from the, the original podcast. My, my mom was um, was in town, and I said, hey, let me see your phone for a second. And I just started playing it on loop. So <laughs> got to get that count. <laughs> um, but thank you again, man. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely. Just, any time you want me to jump on, let me know. I, I enjoy. Like I said, I've listened to the podcast, and there's sometimes I'm like, "Oh, it's so funny!" Like I have a, I have a clue, or I have something to add to that, so I would text you, or you know. Um, but it, it's so cool to to put that together. You know, food brings people together in different ways. You know, and it really is a conversation starter on on a lot of things. Um, going back to whether you're sitting at a table, whether the, the environment may be, but that's like a common ground for a lot of people and it, it starts it starts that friendship or it starts whatever you may may have and you can't argue with food right if you're, if you're mad give someone something to eat and it's <laughs> right. a whole different conversation that's right awesome man well thank you again i appreciate it and this has been sabiendo y comiendo with irving and jesse all right and this is where we outro uh Jesse's girl, when we finally get the rights, we'll have to go back and fix it. <laughs>